The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, for those of you that have tuned in before. I always want to say this show, uh, you you know this show is 18 and over. For those of you that haven't, we are going to have an awesome guest on today, uh, Brendan Appler. He created an app called Haters. So I'm going to say we're definitely going to keep it 18 and over today, boys and girls. Um, I've got this going live on Twitter. We have a whole bunch, and there are a whole bunch of people that have a whole bunch of feelings about this app. But the truth is, I kind of like it. Before that, of course, we have your favorite doctor and mine, Dr. Russ. And right now we have Paul Michael Bolin, who you'll like better than you like me. Good day, Paul. Good day. I think we're both as medicated as uh, we're equal levels of uh, well-medicated today. Yes. My brother gave me strep throat and Alexis gave me cough syrup that has codeine in it. And I didn't even know this was a thing. She went to my doctor. Uh, no, she. The, we have it from, yeah, she went to the doctor and she has this cough syrup with codeine. She gave it to me and... I, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, they are fun. It's oh, boy. So it's it's been pretty interesting. It's been a pretty interesting week in Hollywood. It's been a pretty interesting week in politics. I do want to give a shout-out for the gent that wrote in on Twitter about 10 seconds ago. Uh, same rules apply this week as last week. We do not want to talk about Trump. I understand there's this cross-section, so I'm telling uh, Alan on Twitter, we're not, we're not discussing that. I'm not asking those questions. <laughs> I'm, I'm not doing it. So we have an interesting, interesting go today. I'm going to ask you, you know there was a complete fuck-up at the Oscars. Oh, yeah, yeah, we talked about that last week. Well, everyone, <laughs> well, everyone's apparently still reeling. People have gotten fired, and the Oscars are low-key trying to hire the same company back because somehow no one's going to notice or remember. They've been there since, the, I, I think they've done it for like 50 years at least. I know. I think they should. They just should fire that one dude, not the entire company. Yeah, I believe they fired that one dude. But, uh, dude, well, but, that's uh, it. <laughs> yeah, I, that, that guy shouldn't be back, and I don't think they'll, they'll be way more careful next time. You know, theoretically. Because it is kind of our biggest moment of the year, and they totally it up, for lack of a better phrase. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. It was it was a complete and total fiasco. And I have my issues with the Oscars, as everyone knows. I'm not happy that they've kind of turned it into a pay-to-play event for people outside the industry. But I'm still I don't know. 
I'm still, yeah, I'm still, I think have? I'm still a little flag. I'm, I'm still a little flabbergasted by it. Um, I, I really, really am. I can't believe that happened. Now I'm going to ask you, Paul. We've got a whole bunch of films coming out next year. I'm going to jump straight into the film, the film business side, um, and even, even my own, you know, my parent company, Paramount, the love of my life. We've, we've just gone superhero. Everything is superhero now. I get that's where the money is. But I miss original content, and I'm starting to get disappointed in my studios here. Well, yeah, what are they only uh, want to invest in, like, two completely original projects a year? It's like yes. the average per studio? Yeah. So everything's got to be uh, a franchise, a prequel, a sequel, a remake. Uh, and then, of course, yeah, it's... it's I, I don't... I do get it. I do. I, I get that's where the money is. Mm-hmm. And fan favorites are fantastic. I do want to say we're giving away... We actually have John Burrowman right now over at Off-Road Rentals in Palm Springs, California. I love him. He's from Torchwood, and I believe he's going to be at the uh, Palm Springs Comic Con with us this year, Paul. Oh, but, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy from the uh, Doctor Who spinoff. Torchwood. Yeah. Torchwood. And so he's down there, and I, uh, that was just a quick segue into... If you can write in... And tell me why you think the studios should make original content. I'll give you a couple of free ATV rides. And if you have really good original content, send that to me too, because I'm telling you we're running out of ideas, clearly, or this wouldn't be happening. Well, I mean, at least La La Land didn't win, you know, Best Picture. <laughs> I mean, oh my God, really. I, I actually sat through that. Ugh. I don't know. I, I'm just, like I, like I said, I think the world's gone... The world's gone topsy-turvy. People are trying to appreciate um, Kristen Stewart as an actress now. We need to show her more appreciation, which I disagree with. I think she's dreadful. Yeah, she's very lifelike. She is. She's, she's the best doll I've ever seen. Um, unfortunately, I think, I think she, she was once human. Mm. I don't know if it's the drugs or the drink, but it's I it's don't gone. know. She, she's always been like an empty suit to me, so... That's kind of what she's been for everybody. Yeah, and let's like those uh, Twilight movies. I know. You know, Rose Huntington Whitley is uh, pregnant. She's with Jason Jason Statham. Mm. They're having a baby. Well, uh, hopefully, it takes after the mother. Well, if it's a girl, I hope so. I think Jason Statham's gorgeous, but you've got to remember, Rose Huntington Whitley is one of my Victoria's Secret girls. So. Mm. I'm I'm always partial to the models. I mean, let's face it. You love where you come from, and that's somewhere I come from. Many, many cheeseburgers ago. So who do you think is... Yeah, I never went the modeling route, so I really don't have much to say on it. Well, it's kind of a baby boom in Hollywood. Ryan Reynolds has now got two kids. Everyone's having babies. I don't get it. Lack of anything else to do? I don't know. Well, we're losing some of our better actors. The actors can't stay married. And then now we're at, like, third generation. The chick that's in Fifty Shades of Grey is Melanie Griffith's kid. Melanie Griffith was Tippi Hedren's kid. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of turning into this, you can only get into it if you're born into it industry, and I don't like that. And I did actually watch uh, Fifty Shades Darker. Oh, my God. Okay, come on, Paul. Give us your review. I haven't seen it yet. I know I have to. I'm putting it on. Uh, well, aside from it just being relatively, you know, awful, it's it's got some major plot things in it that is like doesn't make any freaking sense. Since uh, 
Yeah, like this girl shows up that was his ex with a gun, and then she just goes away, and then he gets in a freaking helicopter accident, and everybody thinks he's dead, and then he just kind of comes back going, hey, how you doing? You know, and that really doesn't have much of an effect on the plot. I just didn't get it. You know, and as we were talking, you know, last week, he's not a dom. He's a sadist who likes to take out his emotions on women that remind him of his mother. So he's a sadist that likes to take out his emotions on women that reminds him of his mother. Yeah. I think I kind of know a couple of guys like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, not the hottest thing in the world, but, you know. No. But like I said, if, if, it, if he wasn't a billionaire, I think it speaks more to the greed than to the sex of it. If he wasn't a billionaire, I think it would be a CSI episode. Of course. I don't know. So, what did you think of the acting? I will ask that. Because the actors they put in, the actor, not the actress, I don't know anything about her, but the actor is a very, very strong English actor. Uh, you, mean the, you mean the Christian Grey character? Christian Grey. Yeah, he too is very lifelike. But oh, I, no. I don't think that Meryl Streep and Morgan Freeman could have done much with the dialogue they gave these two. Well, I think the use, they said there was something like 160 uses of the words, oh my, which led to mm-hmm. t- George Takai actually doing a reading of Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, it was. Also, it if was. you want to hear an interesting version of Fifty Shades of Grey, you can also listen to it as read by Gilbert Godfrey. I'm not kidding. It was fantastic. <laughs> there it was, was a YouTuber fantastic. that got her to start doing that, too, and she was, I uh, can't find any of it, but uh, Emma Blackery. Uh, she also does a very funny reading of the dinosaur porn that was kind of a uh, dinosaur erotica, excuse me, that was like kind of hot on Amazon for a minute. That's awesome. The uh, mm-hmm. I think the best reading I heard of Fifty Shades of Grey was done by Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> she just kind of excused herself and said, "I can't read this." After a few minutes, she's all she's kind of giggling and saying panties, and you know, it just just being Ellen. It was really funny. If you guys well, get a chance, look it up online. It was. Fantastic. But when you can say that the celebrity readings and the people making fun of the book were better than the book, I'm just saying. Yeah, then again, no, it, anything it, that started as Twilight fan fiction isn't going to be a great novel. No, it, it really it demands uh, parody. Even well, though Twilight I know that there was, was garbage a, in the first place. There was like a Fifty Shades Blacker parody of it. How'd that of look? It, but that was, uh, I think they basically used the same dialogue from the first movie, and they didn't have to do much with that. Amazing. But uh, to show you how bad we, we are, one of the top-selling on right now is called uh, Reasons to Vote Democratic, a Comprehensive Guide. I don't want to make this a political thing, but it's an I empty s- book. I, I swear the... I don't get it. I come from a country, we have more than two political parties in my country, and I kind of like that process. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I don't get it. I but have it, my Republicans I love, and I have my Democrats I love. Unfortunately, I, I don't like assholes, and that's kind of where we are with the president, to the guy that just mm-hmm. commented uh, online about Trump. I don't like him. Um, yeah, I but think the, we should one just of the number one sellers on Amazon right now is an empty blank book. I, I just, I give up. you got to understand. I mean, come on. If you're going to make something out of, like, porn, out of out of girl porn, out of these romance novels, I would have done it out of Joanna Lindsay, and my assistant's going to kill me for saying that, because I've been seeking the rights to some of her books. But she's actually a writer. Like, if we're going to do, like, a bodice ripper, can't we do Mills and Boone or something? Something that, you know, ha- has a little bit of talent towards the writing end of it? 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand what we're doing. I mean, of course, you're not going to get, you know, Kate Winslet starring in this. But it's still, it's not my thing. It's really, really not. I, but I, I don't know if better casting would have done anything because the actors they put in aren't bad actors. But there's only so much you can do with a dirty sock. And they basically were handed a dirty sock and someone said, quick, make an aeroplane. It makes no sense and it's just gross. Yeah, there's only so much anybody can do. Yeah, exactly. I, I, it, I don't know. I think it's I, when you can say we've spent an entire segment saying I don't know and I don't get it. So that's our review of Fifty Shades of Grey. I don't know and I don't get it. And I think Paul added, ugh, earlier. Yeah. Pretty much, pretty much. You can find a better film between my toes. Perfect. So, guys, check between Paul's toes, <laughs> and we are going to go to break. When we come back, we will be on with the fabulous Dr. Russ. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Second Wind Success, hosted by Gene Carino, is all about helping boomers catch their second wind in business and life. Most of us achieve our greatest success after the age of 50. Life has a learning curve with a few stumbling blocks along the way. As long as you stay committed to your vision and adapt along the way, you'll find the success you're looking for. Tune in to Second Wind Success every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Are you a pet parent? If so, you'll want to stay up to date on the latest tech gadgets and advances for your canine or feline friend. With a ton of apps, websites, tech toys, and more, you'll want to be in the know when it comes to the real treasures and the duds. For that information, listen for Pet Lover Geek with host Lorian Clemens. We test and discuss what's hot and what's not on the pet front, so you'll be better informed. Tune in Saturdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. And, of course, it is time for everybody's favorite doctor, Dr. Russ. Dr. Russ, welcome to the show. Hello, Summer. Thank you very much. So we've got some interesting questions for you today. 
I know. Um, I got them ahead of time. Uh, I know Paul had a bit of a giggle with some of these, but I have to read you the second guy's age. i got to tell you that in just a minute. But we're going to start All with, right. how do I get out of a rut not wanting to exercise? Good question. I, I think we all go through that. Uh, I, I, I think uh, just well, my own personal experience, uh, I'd recommend that your listeners uh, um, interested in, in the answer would, uh, would be to get a workout buddy. Uh, you start simple, maybe walk a mile, and then build up, of course. Um, personally, I, I have a friend who uh, I met 26 years ago, and we've been working out ever since. And uh, we go to the local high school. Uh, that's uh, was easiest for us, and we we do laps at the track, just walking. Um, this high school is open to the public, so it has kind of a rubberized uh, surface. And so it's easy on the knees and the hips. But uh, over all that period of time, we've become very good friends. We've solved all the world's problems. Uh, I have an opinion on just about everything. <laughs> but uh, I, I and uh, the exercise has been great. So uh, it sounds like the best part buddy. of that was you got a friendship out of it, as well yeah. as a workout yeah. buddy. Yes, indeed. So. Okay, well, that's to Stacy in California. So, Stacy, that's how you get out of your rut. You find a workout buddy and hopefully somebody that's entertaining and fun and you want to spend 26 years. That is a really long time to work mm-hmm. out with the same person. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I would also say that uh, we, we tend to not want to get out of bed. We, we tend not want, to not want to exercise. But if you know that someone's waiting for you, um, then you'll get up and uh, you, you'll do so uh, gladly because it's uh, um, what did Heidegger say life is about living in the world with other people and uh, I think that that's how you do it I have another question I like that and that it's true if you're on a bound and you've given someone your word you're going to show up you kind of have to um, I'm getting up there in years. How can I get more energy and more stamina, especially in bed? That's from Matt in Great Lakes, Michigan. But I do have to say, um, Matt is, I, re- I misread this earlier, Matt is 81 years old. Well done, Matt. Good yeah, for I'm him. Like, good job. <laughs> And he's still interested. It sounds like he's looking for some useful pointers. And uh, what I could offer to Matt is that he should uh, uh, stay healthy. Uh, If you drink, smoke, or overeat, Matt, or use drugs, uh, stop all of that behavior because that will sap your energy. And, uh, of course, you need to exercise, eat healthy, um, get enough sleep. If there are any mental health issues or personal issues, deal with those. Get help. Uh, uh, this is kind of a segue for me to talk about TMS. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, there was an article that uh, came out that the uh, VA just bought a, a large number of uh, 
transcranial magnetic stimulation machines uh, because they're seeing the benefits for their vets who suffer from depression, and there's a great deal of them. And uh, so it's a kind of a holistic approach that uh, can help those folks that, uh, uh, you know, they want to stay healthy, but maybe they're low in energy, low in stamina because of depression. So... That's a good uh, way to go. That's so, my answer. So, if you're depressed, try the cranial. It's how do you what 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 is the acronym? It's TMS. TMS. Cranial magnetic stimulation. Okay, so try transcranial magnetic stimulation if you're depressed. And other than that, eat well and be healthy and don't do drugs or whatever else. And good God, man, high five! <laughs> if that's your biggest problem at 81, good job. <laughs> I, I, I'm impressed. Um, and then the last question we have is, does sex count as exercise? From Lillian in Kentucky. God, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, my answer is that uh, uh, it's a kind of a, a, a semantics here, but uh, uh, sexual intercourse certainly is physical activity. Uh I would say that the benefits are more than uh, building your body or maintaining fitness. Uh, That's really the definition of exercise, but uh, uh, it's much more than just uh, exercise. You know, it'll it'll do you um, a world of good. So uh, it's more than exercise. Well, sex helps with depression. It helps with anxiety. Like there, there's, I read something. I could be misquoting this, so please, Doctor Russ, if I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong. But it sounds. But from what I read, and from you know the internet, so I could be very wrong. It helps with all aspects of life. It makes you feel better about yourself. It makes you happier, which explains why I'm so depressed. Just saying. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, sex is kind of an overall healthy thing for people. Yes, there's a, and there's certainly an exercise component, but it's, uh, as I say, it's, uh, it's more than that. Uh, the, uh, uh, economy, uh, exists within the ecology. So just calling sex exercise is not, uh, doesn't really fully, uh, fully explain what sex is. Okay, well then I have a question from Ali who just wrote in on Twitter. Does it count still if you're doing it by yourself? Do you still get the health benefits? (laughs) Thank you, Ali. (laughs) (laughs) She wants to know, does she still get the health benefits? She just sent me 10 pop-up messages on Twitter. Well, I I wouldn't... um wouldn't be able to uh, uh, discourage her from that, but it depends on the the amount of uh, activity involved, and uh, it's uh, uh, a rather uh, difficult question to to answer without knowing uh, knowing more details on you know what what she means. What's but going on? It's. Uh, well, I'm, I'm going to say, Ali, I think, find a partner. You'll, you'll have more fun. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> find, find a teammate. It's more fun that way. Um, I'm going to ask you, Dr. Ross, which was your favorite question for today? 
Well, I, I like the uh, the question that um, your uh, senior uh, listener asked, Nick, I believe his name was, and uh, I, I think that uh, uh, touches on uh, all aspects of health. So I, I like, I like question number two. Okay, so Matt in the Great Lakes area, Michigan, is going to be getting a book courtesy of Dr. Russ, The Palm Springs Diet. It'll tell you how to live well, eat well, and it will give you more energy, which will give you some more stamina. And high five, by the way, for having that stamina, because I don't, I'm 30. So, good job. And we will send you that book, The Palm Springs Diet, courtesy of Dr. Russ. And for everyone else out there, if you want your own copy of The Palm Springs Diet, you can go to authorhouse.com. You can go to kennethrussmd.com. You can go to Amazon and get your copy of The Palm Springs Diet. It is absolutely fantastic. And I know Dr. Russ said he'll keep us updated because I've had a lot of you ask about the spray um, that Dr. Russ is creating. And I know he'll keep us updated, right, Dr. Russ? That's right, Summer. Uh, I would ask your uh, uh, listeners to try to be a little bit patient with us, but it's certainly on its way. And uh, also, I have uh, just received a new shipment of books, so I'm going to get get you some more books for your listeners. That's fantastic. Thank you so much, Dr. Russ. And to everyone out there that that tunes in, if you want your own copy of the Palm Springs Diet, either write in your favorite question for Dr. Ross, or you can go and find it, like I said, on authorhouse.com or Amazon. Get your copy of the Palm Springs Diet today. It is a fantastic book. Um, Dr. Ross, thank you so much. And your listeners can always stop by the office here. We have copies for sale, and we'd like to meet you. Or if you're in Palm Springs, you can stop by Dr. Ross's office and go in and say hi. I like that too. (laughs) Well, Dr. Ross, thank you so, so much for being on the show. You're welcome, Summer. And I know the listeners love you and I love you. And really, I mean, you are fantastic and you always have great advice. And I know that we're getting some positive responses. And a whole bunch of people are writing in and sending high fives to uh Mr. Matt in Michigan about his uh, stamina question. So good job, buddy. I think you're our entire senior audience, but you are awesome. And thank you for taking the time to write in. When we come back, we are going to be talking to the creator of an app called Hater. It's gotten lots of love. It's gotten lots of hate. I personally like it. Some people personally hate it. It depends on how you stand. We'll be back, of course, next week with Dr. Russ. I'm Summer Helene. We'll be right back after this. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Do the adventures of Indiana Jones leave you curious about this exotic and unusual profession? If so, don't miss Indiana Jones, Myth, Reality, and 21st Century Archaeology with Dr. Joseph Schuldenrein. You'll learn about forensics, ancient civilizations, and human origins. Listen to Dr. Schuldenrein and colleagues discuss their excavations and related archaeological topics, ranging from the unique to the sublime, and yes, even the mundane. Indiana Jones, Myth, Reality, and 21st Century Archaeology, live Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Variety. If you want to stay on the cutting edge of the bioeconomy, tune into TerraTech with host Jim Lane. Every day, new and substantial products are in our lives. What we wear, eat, and drink in our travels and in our health. TerraTech will spotlight these products and show you where and how they are being used. Listen for TerraTech live every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Join the innovators and the innovations and move forward. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. And again, I have to give a quick shout out. We just got a response because I tweeted him from Matt in Great Lakes, Michigan about his question. I got to give you points, buddy. At 81, you're you're beating me on social media. You know more than I do about it. And how did how did you put it, Paul? He's still got lead? Still got lead in his pencil. So. Yeah. Good for he's, him. I think he's doing better than we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sadly. Absolutely amazing. Well, we have a very, very interesting guest and a very controversial guest today. We're going to be talking about an app I happen to love, some people happen to hate. It's called the Haters App. I'd like to welcome to the show Brendan Alpha. And I want to make a... Alpha? I want to make sure I pronounce that right. How do you... Pardon? It's Alpha, yeah. Alpha. G'day. Welcome to the show, Brendan. Thank you for having me. No problem. I'm really excited to have you on. I've been on your app... And you've had lots of controversy. You've had death threats. People love you. People hate you. People love the app. They hate the app. I think it's kind of cool. What inspired you to create it? Well, you know, it originally started as a joke. I thought I was going to be a a comedy writer. Uh, And, uh, you know, Hater was an idea for a comedy sketch that I had, a dating app that matched people based on the things they hated, right? Uh, It's got kind of a a humorous tone, but the more I thought about it, the more I thought, hey, maybe this thing could work as a real app, and I I just decided to go for it. Well, I find it very, very interesting. Um, You've had a very mixed kind of reaction from the public. Sure, yeah. You know, hate is a loaded word, for sure, Uh, and I think a lot of people have the initial reaction of, like, what are you doing? Like, aren't you just kind of promoting hate in the world? Like, do we really need more of that at a time like this? Um, but I think if you actually play with the app, you can see it's not about hating races or religions or anything like that. It's about, you know, hating uh, 
Times Square or uh, selfies. I love that one. Hitting selfies. selfies. Yeah, or bus uh, selfies, which is a trending topic right now. Yeah, on on your homepage, it's like a mixture of uh, Trump uh, slow walkers and people paying extra for guacamole. Exactly. Yeah, it, it's a mix of really serious topics, but also pretty whimsical ones as well. I found it really funny personally when I went on it. I really liked your app and I liked the concept because it gives you the option. You can love it. You can hate it. You can like it. You can dislike it or you can just pass and not answer at all. Yeah. Yeah. People really find out a lot about themselves actually when they use the app. They they were asked questions that wouldn't normally come up in conversation. So it's really an interesting exercise. Now, I can tell you that is something I definitely found when I was playing with your app. Um, I didn't get on it for dating purposes. I got on because it was trending. And when something's yeah. trending, we kind of have to look at it. Like, Paul just had to watch Fifty Shades of Grey because oh, sure, it's coming sure. out. <laughs> he had to. Ooh, he had to, he was show. not happy. <laughs> <laughs> still not happy. Yeah, he's still not happy. So Paul yeah, it wasn't had awkward to watch at Fifty all being the only dude in the theater. <laughs> also, probably the only adult in the theater, Paul. That made it worse. Just dude, yeah. Just the only dude. In the theater. Fair enough, but you watched it. Um, and I got on to look at your app because it had caused so much controversy, and I'm still on it. I enjoy it. I'm not even using That's it as good. a dating app. I'm just having fun with it. We, and we've got you're 3, right. We've 3,000 topics, so keep swiping. I, I, I don't think I've gotten quite through that many, but I'm going to now. Um, but I found out a lot, like you said, about myself. Do you think uh, the the public with some of the backlash you've gotten, and I believe you got like a death threat over it and some things, um, do you think the public's reaction is, I'm, I'm looking for a word that, that isn't fucking retarded, but the word I'm looking for is fucking retarded, to go off on this without having a look at it? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think <laughs> people love to get offended, and, and we're we're here to stir the pot a little bit. We know we're... We're pushing buttons uh, all over the place, and and that's kind of what we like doing. You know, we want people to we want people to have a sense of humor about these kinds of things. You know, through 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 humor, we feel that we can bring people together. But you know, some people we're definitely going to offend, and that's okay. I like that. And so you got you started this as kind of a comedy venture originally. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it started off. I thought I was I was I was a banker originally. I worked at Goldman. Uh, I hated it, uh, and I quit that, and I thought I was just going to write comedy, um, but that didn't last long, and you know, all of a sudden I found myself sounding an app. And you, uh, your app's been pretty popular. I mean, it's actually been very, very popular with people, um, and ironically, it's the millennials, my generation, thank you guys again, that have a hair up your butt uh, <laughs> about the app. Yeah, um, yeah. We've got, if, uh, we've, we've got over 350,000 users all over the world. Absolutely amazing. What's your favorite part of the app? Um, my favorite part is all of the interesting data that we get out of it. We get, to, we get some really interesting trends about people that you wouldn't really expect. Like we did, a, we did an analysis to see what Republicans hated versus Democrats hated and, and what they loved in common. Uh, we looked at, you know, different cities and said, you know, what does New York City hate versus everybody else? What does Austin hate versus everybody else? Uh, we looked at, like, what were the kinkiest cities in the world and... and, and Wait, where are the kinkiest related... cities? Sorry? Said, so where's the kinkiest city in the world? Uh, you know, Japan is pretty kinky. Uh, yeah. New York's pretty kinky. 
um, the South isn't very kinky, unfortunately. So, so, so when you go to the Bible Belt, it's just, it's not happening? It, yeah, not happening. And, and a lot of the, the uh, Latin American countries are pretty kinky. I like that. That's that's interesting. So yeah. you're finding a lot about people based on region, and yeah. from what uh, are you finding that people have more in common than they would think, or less? I, I think that uh, people have more in common than they think. You know, everyone uh, says, "Isn't this dividing people?" Um, but really, you know, you might not have the same political views. But I think if you use the app, you see that everybody kind of hates a lot of the same things, and we have a lot more in common than we have apart. Yeah, at like the end that. of the day, your app just matched mutual interests. Yeah, yeah whether it was going yeah. for what they liked or didn't. Mutual hate is just is just empathy at the end of the day. And that's an interesting way of looking at it. I like that. Do you yeah. think now from you've like I said, you've gotten some some interesting backlash when I posted this on Twitter. You know, I got called an asshole by somebody for, for uh, having yeah. you on, and I was excited to have you on. I'm still excited to have you on. Um, do you think that people are overreacting to this because of the climate, or do you think people yeah. just tend to overreact? I think I think some people are overreacting. Uh, you know, that's kind of what's and, happening today. Everything's yeah, being exactly. It's a charged climate, but you know, I encourage you to stop being a hater. Go check out the app, and then then you can decide for yourself whether or not this is something worth getting upset about. And that's an interesting way of doing it. What made you take the leap from, hey, I have an idea, to actually doing it? Because that's something right now I have people asking me on Twitter. What made you decide that you had the right idea? Sure, yeah. You know, it wasn't really, there wasn't really an aha moment. It was more of a just kind of a working on it a little bit and then working on it a little bit more. And then all of a sudden, I, I it, you know, a few months had passed and I looked back and I said, wow, I've kind of gone too far. This there's no turning back now, and uh, I might as well see this thing through. Do you think that uh, people, I mean, how successful as a dating app, is it more or less successful, do you think, than like Tinder? Well, those are kind of like hookup sites. Is this more a hookup site or something else? Sure. sure. Yeah. I mean, I think we're offering something that Tinder doesn't offer. You know, I think a lot of people are tired with Tinder and Bumble because you just, it's kind of boring. It's become very monotonous. You just swipe on people and then maybe you match and you don't have anything to talk with anyone about. You just kind of have to make up some silly line. And even if it works out, then you go on a date with them and more likely than not, the date sucks and you're not, you're not, you're not compatible with this person and you, you go through it all over again. And uh, what we offer is a chance to get all the information up front. You know, you can see right away, uh, this person, uh, you know, this person's a Trump lover, or this person's a dog, not a dog person, or uh, <laughs> this person's a slow walker. And you can kind of make some of those I think there should be a decisions. law against people that don't like animals. Just FYI. Uh, sorry? Say that again? I said people that don't like animals shouldn't be allowed on the planet. That's just my feeling. Exactly. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> now you can know whether or not up front you want to date someone whether based on whether or not they like animals. You know, you don't have to waste three dates before you figure that out. I like that. Now I'm going to ask you: um, Has anyone got how, how has anyone gotten married because of this app yet? Do we know that? You know, we've only been out for a month, so I haven't heard about any marriage proposals yet. But uh, there have been a lot of success stories in terms of just dates and, and relationships. Uh, there was an interesting story that we got a couple of weeks ago about uh, this this young woman who went on a uh, she hated the Super Bowl and she went on a 
date with someone from Hater because they also hated the Super Bowl, um, but they both loved queso dip. And so during the Super Bowl, they, they went and watched a movie together instead of watching the Super Bowl, and they made queso dip together, which I thought was pretty pretty sweet. That's really cool. Well, I'm going to say, whoever gets let me who whoever gets married from the Haters app, contact us on this show, and, and I'll send you a wedding present. You can come on the show. Because I think this is a great way for people to get to know each other. Now, yeah. I'm looking like I'm looking at it right now. One of the questions is, uh, do you dislike buffets? So you can love it. You can hate it. You can do that. Um Love it. Do you? Th- does, of does course. Them? Who doesn't love a good buffet? Well, you can see you can see the percentages of how, how people feel about it. Okay, fair enough. I'll ask that next time. <laughs> well, it's fifty percent of people like buffets, and thirty-seven percent of people love people being nice to each other. So it's actually it does give you the percentages. Yeah, um, you do you think the the app deserves the controversy it's gotten? Um. Do I think it deserves the controversy got it? Yeah, I think it deserves it. Uh, you know, I don't think, I, I think controversy is fine. You know, if people want to talk about it and debate about it, that's okay. That's democracy. You know, that's okay. But is this a bad thing for society? I don't think so. I think that's what a lot of people are arguing, and, and I would disagree with that. I'd have to say anyone that's arguing that this is a bad thing for society, I don't think it's been on the app. That's just, I, I would agree just with my that. Feeling. I think uh, people like reading the headlines and, and forming an opinion and, and writing an angry Facebook comment on it. But if you dive a little bit deeper, I think you might find that you like it. That they like the app. We have a million people wanting to create a million apps. Um, people have said, you know, because yours is controversial, it's gotten a lot more attention. Um, I don't, I personally, again, I don't find your app that controversial. I enjoy it. But... Do you think for people that want to create their own app, looking at something a little more controversial is a good idea? Yeah, I would say so. I think uh, I think people have seen everything these days. You know, you, you, apps are a dime a dozen, and if you want to make something succeed, you got to stand out in one way or another. And controversy is a great way to do that. You know, controversy doesn't necessarily mean that you're bad. It just means that people have different opinions about you, and, and that's okay. And I think that's kind of what, what the hater app illustrates because there are people that don't like bunny rabbits. I don't know who they are and I don't like them. Yeah. But there are people that don't like bunny rabbits. So. Yeah, well, one, one amazing stat is there is we have 3,000 topics. We add new ones every day. And none of the topics are either universally hated or universally loved. There's someone out there that, eats, that, that loves mosquitoes and there's someone out there that hates bunny rabbits. So uh, there's, there's someone for everyone out there. I, and I think that's a great way of looking at it. If somebody wanted to create their own app, what advice would you give them? If they wanted to just, you know, kind of go with it, they have an idea. I mean, you come from a comedy background, so for you, sure. you're a very, very creative person. But what about to the, to the less so out there that are currently writing us on Twitter saying, how do you create your own app? Sure, yeah. I would say that everyone jumps to apps because they seem like kind of a trendy thing to do. Um, but... What I encourage everyone to do first is figure out if you can build this business without making an app. And then if you can find the demand for that, then you can say, ask your customers and say, you know, would an app make this better? And then you can go build the app. But building an app is really expensive and really hard. I made every mistake in the book, and I got really lucky, and I I toughed through it. But um, don't build an app unless you absolutely have to, and don't do it until you know it's the right thing to do. 
That's really, really good advice. What's the hardest obstacle you came up against when you were doing this? The hardest obstacle is, is finding the, the technology resources to do it. That's really hard. You either need a ton of money or you need to find a partner who knows how to build it themselves, who is dedicated to you. Uh, if you don't have one of those things, you don't stand a chance. Uh, and um, it, it's just extremely complicated. People will tell you, oh, I can build it in three weeks, or I can build it for so much money, and they're all lying. It's going to take 10 times as much time. And, and that's what people told me when I started, and I didn't believe them, and it, and it took a year and a half to build. Um, and so, you know, you better have the resources or, or have the, the buy-in from someone who will build it for, for you. What's that? And that makes a lot of sense. Do you, do you like the feedback you're getting on the app right now? We do, yeah. The, the worst feedback that we're getting is that people want a, uh, an Android version, which we're working on, and it will be ready in, in about a month. Uh, and they also want a way to log in without Facebook uh, for people who hate Facebook. So we're working on that as well, and it's coming soon. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that uh, you couldn't have it on Android and without Facebook. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, you know, when we started, we didn't, we don't, didn't have a lot of money. We still don't have a lot of money, but we, we, had to be, we had to limit ourselves to start off with to make sure that it worked at all. And then we, we planned on kind of expanding to everyone else. Now that's interesting. Um, do you think? Do you think it's going to be as controversial when it switches to Android, or do you think people will have that out of their system by then? You know, I think people are kind of discovering what it is, uh, and thus it's becoming a little less controversial because they're seeing that. You know, you can also like things, you can also love things in the app, uh, but we'll we'll figure out other ways to stir up. Uh, the controversy, don't worry. And just, just, just a, another way to poke the bear? Yeah, that's, uh, that's what I like doing, so that's what we'll do. <laughs> now, what got you interested in doing this? I mean, you said you wanted to be a writer, and, you know, this was something that you had, a skit that you had worked on, but what took you from the point of uh, conception to completion? What took you yeah. into doing you know, this? I, I think it was, I think it was, you know, I started off doing finance, which I hated because I couldn't express myself creatively at all. It was just another desk job. Um, and then I kind of swung all the way to the other end of the spectrum and, and, and tried to become a writer. And I think that that was great because I could express myself creatively, but there, there wasn't that much structure or analytical thinking. And I think that somehow I fell in the middle that, you know, starting a business was kind of a, uh, a comfortable medium that I could I could express myself creatively, but also leverage some analytical skills that I had developed, and, and it, it just I think that's how I fell into it. Okay, and then what was the scariest part of this for you? Did you ever have a point you're like, I'm going to lose my ass? Oh yeah, every uh, this has been a year without sleep for me. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, if you're thinking of starting a dating app, think about it again because it's one of the hardest kinds of apps that you can start and. Apps in general are tough, and dating apps are even harder. Um, and so I lost a lot of sleep. I'm still losing sleep over this because, you know, as, as successful as it's been, nothing is, is, nothing is certain, and we're still fighting every day to, to, to beat Tinder. So help us out, guys. Go download Hater. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, 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 being an entrepreneur is not so faint of heart. I'll say that. Well, I, I'm going to have to back that. If you guys get a chance, download the Hater app. It really is very, very good. You'll meet some interesting people. Uh, you don't even have to talk to people on it if you don't want to. It's just a lot of fun to fiddle with and to look through. 
do you do you see this blossoming into Tinder? I mean, Tinder doesn't necessarily have the best reputation, but you know do, what? do you see we're, it? We're trying to go a different direction, actually. We want to be for everybody. So, you know, we're starting to move towards being more of a social app so that, you know, you had a great time in the app. You said you weren't really using it for dating, um, and, and we want to open that up to everyone else as well. So we're, we're trying to be for everybody, and we'll, we'll have ways that we can make it so that, you know, you're not looking for other people necessarily. You're just there to have a good time. And I find that very, very refreshing because when you go on the app, there's not, there are a few sexual questions, you know, I came across like, do you like tabletop sex and things like that? But it's really kind of stuff like, uh, do you like wearing sunglasses inside? Do you like Amsterdam? Just things that you wouldn't think could be controversial or people couldn't dislike. And then you flip it whichever direction you go and you get a percentage and you realize there's a very large percentage of people that either love or hate this. Right, exactly. Yeah, you know, I, I think about it kind of like a bar, you know. It, tin, it, if you imagine Tinder as a bar, it would be a bar where everyone was single and everyone was looking for the same thing, and it would just be a very un- uncomfortable place. It would be a very um, sticky bar that would look like one of those splash paintings, and you wouldn't want to take a black light to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Rorschach. That's, yeah, yeah Rorschach, yeah. yeah. I think there's a couple of bars like that in the valley. Exactly, yeah, yeah you, we all know the type, but... But the fun bars are the ones where you, you can go with your friends, you can go with your girlfriend or, or your, your husband, or, or, or you can go and, and maybe meet someone. And if it happens, that's great, but that's not the only reason why people are there. And we want to turn hater into that kind of experience where it's fun for everybody. Are you in a relationship? I, I am. Yeah, I am in a relationship. I, I, uh, when I first started the app, I was not. I was single, and I was using all the dating apps, and I didn't like them very much. Um, but I, I did meet my girlfriend in real life. Amazing. And so, and your girlfriend, is she somebody that you would have or could have met on Hater? It's possible. You know, she never really got into the dating app, so I would say probably not. Um, there's no substitute for real life. I'll be the first one to say that. But mm. dating apps provide an opportunity for people who don't want to or can't or don't have the time to meet people in real life. Uh, and so they're a really good alternative. But that's not to discourage people from meeting in the real world. Well, we had uh, Wendy Newman. She's a writer. She just wrote 121 First Dates. We're actually making a movie out of her book. Uh, we had her on the show, and she dated. She went on 121 First Dates before she met her partner. And um, she, she went through the dating apps and the whole cycle of dating apps. And I mentioned your app to her, and she laughed and said, "God, I wish they had that when I was when I was dating, because she'd just been through a divorce. She was in her forties, and she said the big deal breakers for her were the things she didn't know. We're coming up with the person hates this, or they don't like this, or it's just those little things that you didn't think would bug you. Exactly. Yeah. That's the idea here is that one, it can save you a lot of time, so that you can kind of avoid those situations. But also, if you match with someone and you do find that you have a lot in common, it gives you something to talk about. You know what I mean? If you, if you hate Harry Potter and you meet the only other person who hates Harry Potter, you know, that's an instant conversation starter. You, can, you automatically feel closer to that person. And yeah, so, there's only uh, like two of those people in the world. So, you know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but they're, they're out there. And hopefully they'll find each other with hater. That's and that's it. So, so you two people, you you two individuals that dislike Harry Potter or hate Harry Potter, you know to go to the hater app. Now, people I'm can get this at the God's app store. <laughs> so you, you can get this at the app store. It's only for Apple right now, right? Yep, only for Apple right now. Android coming soon. If you go to the website, you can sign up for the waiting list. 
Uh, the website's haterdater.com. So, guys, go to haterdata.com. Check out the app. It really is a lot of fun. Um, I didn't know it wasn't for Android yet, but if you get a chance, look at it or borrow your friend's iPhone. It's really funny. It's really fun, and it's a great way to see what you have in common with anybody else. I'm going to ask you if you have... Pardon? Check it out. I'm convinced. I'm downloading it today. Yeah, Paul's, Paul's downloading it. It's it's a great, great app. And I'm I'm saying this. I use it. I'm not on there for dating purposes. I'm on there for fun. So check it out if you guys get a chance. I do want to say thank you very, very much, Brendan, for coming on the show. I If you have anything to tell, if you have a second, tell everyone the one thing they should know about this app. The one thing, it's just a ton of fun. Even if you just want to waste some time, go check it out. It is. It's more fun than the video games, and I, I, it beats Angry Birds as far as I'm concerned. It's a lot more fun. <laughs> Thank you so, so much for joining us on the show. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Anytime you want me back, I'm, I'm, I'm here. We will definitely have you on again, and let us know if anyone gets married from the app. That's, will, that's what I want to know. When, when we have the first hater baby. That's the big one. That's, yep, the first hater baby. That'll be perfect. We'll have to get them a little onesie that says hater baby. Oh, it's going to be an angry child. (laughs) (laughs) But it is a fabulous app. Thank you so much for joining us. And I do want to say, guys, if you get a chance, please check out the hater app. It's a lot of fun and it's, it's so original. It really is. It's very different from, you know, Match.com is just just like J-Date, is just like everything else. And you can take one part of this or one part of that and say, I'm only looking for people in this category. This is a whole different way to do it. It's a lot more fun. And it's not as sticky and herpy-ridden as Tinder. Yeah, and, I, and for the record, I was kicked off a dating site called datealittle.com. You know, it's for, for midgets. No, well, Paul, you're well over six foot. They're not going to let you on. Yeah, I know. Just... I'm just saying that I'm your love comes in all sizes, and they didn't want to be. <laughs> and they didn't let you on. I'm I'm no. shocked. I'm absolutely shocked. I um, was not trying to front or anything. You know, I said I was six two. You, you were clear that you were not a midget. Mm-hmm. I don't think midget's the right word. Little person, I think, or little, little trooper. Person. I'm not sure. Little tro- okay. I, I don't know what the term is, uh, so I'm not going to use it, but I am going to give a shout out to all of the uh, people I know with dwarfism because they're awesome. But if you guys get a chance, do check out the Hater app. It's one of the most fun apps I've been on, um, and I love supporting people that that are entrepreneurs and have gone out and done this for themselves because we have a million apps that come from a million big companies. But it takes a whole lot for somebody to go out there, do this themselves, get the following themselves, put the work in themselves, and do it this way. So I love supporting that because I, I think that takes balls. What do you think, Paul? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I'm, I'm totally behind this. I know. It's, it's believe it or not, it's, I don't know where the controversy came from, but there's been a whole bunch of controversy about it. And I do think it comes down to people not looking into it. So for those of you that uh, didn't like our review on Fifty Shades of Grey, tough, it sucks. And for those of you that uh, want something interesting to do, please check out the Hater app. Again, I want to give a shout out and say thank you very much for Brendan Alpha for being on here. Paul, again, thank you very much, darling. I love being on the show with you every week. Mm-hmm. And we will see Don't you. Don't watch Fifty Shades of Grey again. I, so. I, I won't, but I'm sure the audience appreciates that you're suffering on their behalf to give them a real review. Um, I promise next time we'll, we'll review a better film. 
Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I'm going to get Paul into some therapy. I'm Mm. Summer Helene. This was Behind the Scenes. We'll see you next week. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the Scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.